Hey, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 84, Job Reinvented Show. How to get high ticket clients with Facebook and Instagram with Michelle Bridger, Facebook and Instagram strategist. Please subscribe to Panta Calhor Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. Many entrepreneurs have some issues finding their high ticket clients and uh, Facebook and Instagram are two powerful tools that can help them. But still they need to uh, learn and have some training about these tools. Today we have Michelle Bridger. She utilizes Facebooks and Instagram ads to help high ticket business owners achieve rapid growth. Clients come to her when they have a successful funnel, but they are stuck on how to scale further. Welcome to our show, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming. So glad to be here. I love talking about Facebook and Instagram ads. Yes. So how long have you been doing this? I've been doing Facebook and Instagram ads for seven years. Wow. So I have a whole agency behind me and we're just really able to bring exceptional and fast growth. That's what makes it extra fun is that the growth can be really fast and rapid. So great. So first of all, you talk about your business, what you're doing, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning of the way, have a lot of questions about a Facebook ad and Instagram. I know that they have lots of differences. I know they are connected to each other. That's what I do always. When I promote something, I start from face, Facebook first. But give us some insight about these tools and how they work. Okay, very good. So when you're creating a Facebook and Instagram ad, you're going to create it in ads manager. So the, even though you might be running an Instagram ad, Facebook owns Instagram. And so the best thing to do is to use what's called all placements. And so Facebook will go and put your ad out there in, in different places based on where they think will bring in your lowest cost per lead. And Facebook really does know where your audience is and um, what, what would be a best placement. So it's good to give them as much control as possible there. So whenever we run Facebook ads, we're always running Instagram ads as well. So it's better we start from Facebook, right? Not just directly from Instagram. You're using Facebook's platform to create an Instagram ad. Mm -hmm. So you, there's a, let's touch on what boosting is. And so if you were just to promote an Instagram, something on Instagram or boost something on Facebook, 
those are a different parameter than actually creating an inst a, a true ad. So though boosting is an ad, what um, whenever you create an ad, you're giving in that the first thing you do is to um, choose an objective. And so when you're boosting, the objective that you're choosing is to say, Facebook, go find people who will like, share, and comment on this ad. But when we create ads, and in Ads Manager, when you create ads, we're asking Facebook, go find people who will enter their email address to become a lead. Go find people who will purchase. So those are the two big objectives that we're choosing. And it's so much more effective way to do an ad than just likes, shares, and comments. Those are nice, but they usually don't add to your bank account. So how can we target our audience? So there are so many different ways that Facebook allows you to target your audience. So one of those ways is a lookalike audience. So let's say you take your email list and you can import it into Facebook. Then from that, Facebook, you can ask Facebook to create a lookalike audience for you. And that audience will <clears throat> have a lot of different parameters, hundreds if not thousands of different parameters where they've looked at your list and they, they might be females and business owners in a certain country and that they also like coffee and they, and so Facebook is gonna go find people who look like your audience. That's a really strong audience. So you have to have more than 100 on a list or 100 that have hit certain websites. And, but once you have that, then you can create a lookalike audience from a website, people who visit a website, from an email list, from people who have engaged on your page, engaged in, it, in Instagram, people who saved your post. So in a lot of different ways, you can create those lookalikes. So that's a really strong way. The other way is that you can create, you can look for people who have liked a fan page so let's say that they've liked Oprah Winfrey's fan page, or they've liked Michelle um, Obama's page, or, um, or they've liked so many different things that they could like. Often those are targetable in Facebook, and then you can run your ad to beat those fans that have liked those pages. Another way is just to choose a broad interest, let's say people who like tennis or people who like extreme sports or people who like running or people who are gardeners. Those are broad interests and those can work well too. So those are a number of different ways you can target. Yeah, I know that's not, it, you cannot just, specifically talk about it in five ten minutes it's a broad discussion i know but uh, thank you so much for explaining to us so what are the three most important uh, factors to be successful in entrepreneurship hmm in entrepreneurship in general 
Um, tenacity. Tenacity. To be able to keep swinging at the bat. To be able to just get up and do it again and get up and do it again and get up and try again and not seeing it as a one and done but just see everything as a test i'm going to do a, you know this mini workshop i'm going to do this webinar i'm going to do and to keep trying different things and not just get stuck on this is the one way but to see everything as a test so that's a big one um Maybe another one, what is the biggest thing about entrepreneurship? So for me, it is prayer. So my, my business is the Lord's. And so it's really about looking for direction about where my, what my business should be. What should it look like? Who should I be serving? And especially about what are my gifts? What are, what are my gifts and how can I use those? to um according to his purposes so that's a that's a huge one for my business is always seeking clear leading in that way and then finally the the third biggest one is um is seeing it as overcoming lies that we believe so and I don't, uh, let's see if I can explain this right. But so often we believe like, oh, we're not deserving or we're not worthy or we're not valuable enough or we're not good enough or we play the comparison game. And so being willing to, in a sense, step over those lies or let go of those lies, those limiting beliefs is a good way to say it. Letting go of those limiting beliefs. I know that this is a continual literally a continual journey for me though all of my clients we instruct them to be on video to create videos for ads for us on every single campaign we're running videos it's an, an integral part of what we do for, for me getting on video was very difficult it was like oh yeah that's what my clients do or oh she's amazing on video or oh video comes so easily for him but it was just like, I just had a real disconnect on it. And so as I worked through limiting beliefs that I had about my worth and my value, all of a sudden, like it wasn't hard to be on video anymore. And so that was a way that really I was able to let go of some limiting beliefs that were really limiting my business. Because when people see you on video, they're so much more likely to buy from you because as you know, you increase that know, like, and trust. Yes. I actually found something interesting about the Facebook. People interact with video more than images or posts, especially live videos. And what I do always, um, I, if you copy and paste from YouTube, because I have YouTube channel, when I copy and paste from, I just give the YouTube channel address. It, it's just a static page and they have to click it and you don't get too much engagement. But then I realized if I directly um, upload my video to Facebook, then uh, you can see the motion mm -hmm. and is more uh, interactive. 
that's so interesting for me because I got lots of the same video. I got more views when I just uploaded uh, on Facebook directly. Oh, very good. That is good to know. Yes. <laughs> so what are the five big mistakes? Or let's say you can limit it to three, three to five big mistakes that entrepreneurs do and they usually give up on succeeding in their journey. Mm. You know, one of those big mistakes is not having balance. So it's so easy to say, we need to have balance. We need to be present for our family. It's definitely a big mistake that I made when I was first starting out because you get those first clients coming in. And for me, when we're running these big launches and they have so much pressure on them, it's so easy to lose balance. But they're finding ways to be able to turn off and to get enough sleep and they don't have to be massive, like, like your whole world doesn't have to change and you don't have to shut down at five of that's necessarily, but it, it, that would be nice. But even for me in the beginning, I would find myself sleeping five to six hours per night where I needed to have much longer regeneration. I need to have a seven hour night for sleep uh, in sleep. And so it really took a toll on my health. And so starting right from the beginning, I would advise someone like, don't just give lip service to it, but really do give yourself balance. Another one is exercise. So being outdoors adds so much balance and so much mental health to us. And so that's another one is just whether you get exercise indoors or outside. I'm a big outdoors person, but um, adding exercise to your routine is just so, so, so important to mental health. I um, went through a phase where it was, I got where I would think I would go through a whole day and not, you know, go walk, not get outside. And that was really took a toll on me. And I recently took up a challenge, it's called 75 hard, where for 75 days, you have to exercise for 90 minutes a day, not all at once, you can do it, break it up into two 45 minute chunks. But now going through that, I'm like, oh, it really could add an hour and a half and exercise per day. And I've seen that, oh, it is possible to add that to my day where I thought it wasn't possible and how much enjoyment that's given me to be outside for most of those times. I'm outside going for walks and things like that. So I would say exercise and absolutely find ways to be present and find balance. And then the third one is just keep trying. You know, it's just not going to look perfect. It's always going to look messy. It's always going to be exactly the way you want it. Um, but it's, it's just that you just keep trying, you just keep at it and you just stay flexible and be like, well, that didn't, you know, I got this result, but now I'm going to try this. I did this and now I'm going to try this. And that's what I see in my own business and in my clients' businesses who are very high six figures or often multiple seven figure businesses. 
And what they do well is just be like, hey, it's a test. Let's try this. Let's try that. Hey, we haven't done this before. Let's try this. And just base that flexibility of um, let me try this. Let me try that. Um, and seeing everything as a test and staying really tenacious in that. Especially Facebook and Instagram, they change the algorithm all the time. They do. Uh, all right. Um, do you have any program to recommend to my clients? Yes. So if you're considering doing Facebook ads or you are already doing Facebook ads, hats off to you. You want my free gift and you can get that at michellesfreegift.com, michellesfreegift.com. And what that is, is an assessment. So you can look at category by category Facebook ads and you can self assess yourself and score yourself to see how you're doing. If you're not running ads yet, that's no problem at all, but it, because it's going to help you see, oh, I need to have retargeting. Oh, I need to have this category going. If you're gonna hand off your ads to a Facebook advertising team, you can make sure that they're doing, um, catching all of these different categories. So it's a way to assess how your ads are doing or plan for the future. Uh, so how funnel and uh, Facebook ads are related? Because uh, you are talking about the funnel. How, how can you relate these two together? I can. So a funnel, so if you just picture a real life funnel, if you're putting gas in the gas tank or something like that, it has a wide opening and then people move down through it. It gets thinner and thinner and thinner. So when you have a funnel, let's say you're teaching people how to become good public speakers. So in the top of that, people, what you're trying to do is get people to enter their email address on the landing page to be able to register for your webinar or your video series, but you're putting people into the top of that funnel. And then some of those people, hopefully a majority of them will watch the webinar. Then a smaller percentage will see your initiate checkout page. Like they'll be like, oh, how much is it? And then a very small percentage of those people will purchase. And so the funnel takes a great group of people and then you're moving them down through your sales process. And then it becomes a numbers game and so the more people you put in the top that register for your webinar, the more likely you are to have sales come out at the end. And that's called a funnel. And I think the more you can target uh, and uh, the uh, narrower niche you can have, you may have the more possibility to have the high ticket client. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yes. yes. Great. Yes. Thank you so much, Michelle. I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, another question or one question left. Uh, to whom you don't suggest entrepreneurship? Hmm. You know, I think that one, I think that not everyone is cut out for it. And so we can be hard on ourselves when it, if it's just not a fit for you, then 
I think that you could really be hard on yourself and, oh, I've got to make this work. I've got to make it work. But I truly don't feel like everyone is cut out for it. Some people really don't enjoy the hard work of bringing on more and more and more clients or some of the other processes are for it. And that's fine. I also think that there may be a season for it. So it might be, you know, not the season for it for a young mother or but once her kids are grown it might be a great season for her to start an e-commerce business or to learn something or you know so there's just all kinds of it doesn't have to be that way but what i'm saying is that there's different seasons in our lives and i think it's just a flexibility and of finding out what's the best thing for you at the time and just staying open and flexible Perfect. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being here and transferring a lot of experience uh, to us. <laughs> I, yes, um, I'm 100% sure that's great information for my audience. Thank you so much. My pleasure.